Hello, my darling spirits, demons, and cryptids. Are you interested in alternate dimensions? Perhaps I'm getting ahead of myself. I have something from the past that you may be interested in. Something from a different time, a different person, a different reality. Hopefully you will enjoy the story as much as I do. Before we begin our tale, allow me a moment to tell you how you can cheat the game of time and experience each story a week in advance, as well as other expected stories that will be sent through the ether for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You will also be supporting future projects, such as a YouTube channel in which you may prod at my innermost thoughts and decipher how the machinations of a mad person sees the world and the media we consume, as well as things a little more lighthearted. There will also be another podcast in the future, a sort of love letter to old radio tales in the form of a murder mystery called The Tarot Killer. This project will be a long while yet, but will arrive sooner the more people that support Patreon. Higher tiers also give bonuses to this pending podcast, such as characters named by you and even possibly a cameo, as well as free merchandise, as well as its made, and free art drawn by yours truly. If monthly subscriptions aren't your cup of tea, but you still wish to support these tales, continue to listen, share with other beings that surround you, and consider buying the books in which these tales have found their home. All these are in the description here and with each episode. Hello, and thank you for listening to Stories with Bev. My name is Bev, and I'm going to tell you a story. So I'm going to continue on with the tales from the book that I wrote called They Watch and Other Stories. This tale is called The Spirit Who Sweats Blood, and it is the fourth story of the book. As the legend is told, there is a spirit of the forest that feeds on the blood of man, as man is the threat of the forest. This spirit is a gruesome thing with gray hair and black eyes and she smiles to her enemies with a permanent grin. She used to sleep in the largest and tallest tree of the forest. A man named Kijinga traveled to the forest seeking shelter. He came across Damu's tree and said, My, what a wonderful tree. It will surely keep me sheltered and warm for many years. Kijinga takes out his axe and chops the tree once. A voice spirit called out to him, Dear child of Marifa, do not swing your axe here. Kajinga, astonished by the voice of a spirit, replied to her, But this is surely a magnificent tree that will last many years as fire and shelter from the rain. It will ease my life and please my fellow villagers. This area of the forest is my home, the spirit sighed. You cannot take this tree or those around it. Kajinga, angry for being denied the glorious tree, began chopping it once more. Cease and listen to the spirit of the forest, the spirit implored, but the man continued to chop. The spirit tried to convince Kajinga to leave her home be, but he would not listen, even as it grew dark. The spirit's voice became softer the more the tree was through. When Kajinga had almost finished, he stopped for a small break. Why? the spirit cried. Why do you not listen to me? Do you not see the pain you are causing? The voice sobbed as the tree swayed and whined over its new, ragged grin. I have no need to listen to you, Kajinga says. The time is passing. We are more adult, and many men have lost the desire to listen to spirits anymore. You have nothing to say to interest me, 
The village is growing, and we need more shelter and wood. Your selfishness has clouded your mind. Your attack on the forest has deformed me. My cries have fallen on ears of corn, not a sign of listening or pity. I promise this to you. Allow trees to grow, and they will give you shelter. Gather the branches they offer to you, and you will have your fire. I beg you one more time. Leave this tree as my home, and I will return the favor of my gratitude. Kajinga, who cared not for her pleas, picked up his axe. Her desperate bargains angered Kajinga, and so he stood and proclaimed, As long as there is blood in my veins, I will always do what I please. He chopped through the ragged grin, the sound of chopping drowning out the tired wails of the forest spirit. With one last mighty chop, the tree fell to the ground and moved the earth. The spirit's voice wailed in anger and torment as the wind blew around Kajinga. In the dim light, Kajinga saw the figure of the spirit. He saw the spirit's matted hair and human-like figure. She hunched over in agony, wailing her torment. She stopped her cries in an instant, and the air had grown thicker. Slowly, she turned herself toward Kajinga, revealing a dreadful face and smiling a dreadful, ragged smile. Kajinga decided to run from the gruesome sight and arrive with other men to bring back the tree in the morning. The spirit was quick and tried to grab him with her deformed hand, twisted as a hook. Unsuccessful in his capture, Kajinga rushed home. Once he had reached the safety of the village, Kajinga thought back on his close encounter with the beastly spirit. Some of the older kinsmen had warned him that he should heed the spirits of the forest, but the younger ones who lost their voice with the forest laughed and congratulated Kajinga. He gathered his friends and told the villagers the story of how he bested a forest spirit. The following dawn, some men from the village went to take the tree from the now silent forest. The tree was cut down to make firewood and prepare for shelter. As the tree was being cut down, Kajinga noticed many odd insects in the wood. He looked toward these small creatures that floated like mist, legs long, nose thin as a splinter. That night, Kajinga and his son sat alone in the comfort of a fire made by the wood of the tree. The strange insects joined them. Father, the young son asked, what do you suppose these things are? He raised his hand to show his father one of the insects. The father replied, I do not know, but I don't think I like them much. As he spoke these words, many of them came to flight. Every insect swarmed to Kajinga and covered his body. He screamed, trying to shake and swat them all away. His son stood in fear. Behind his father was the spirit, but she was bleeding from her entire body. Each drop of blood made a new insect that swarmed Kajinga. This was the last thing the boy saw before his vision turned red and then black. He no longer heard his father's screams. The villagers found the boy and his father Kajinga in the grass. The son explained what he saw though he could no longer see. The villagers told the boy that they heard no cries from him or his father. Every scrap of wood from the tree had gone missing and his father was dry of blood. The spirit never spoke another word. Since she had learned no human listens to spirits anymore, she keeps her mouth shut. It is sure that if Damu needs more blood, she will come again and take the men who do not believe in her and feed on them for taking whatever they wish and not heeding the words of the forest spirits. <laughs>